You bastards! Why are you torturing me like this? Why? <laughs> Bottle of booze, here's my dollar, suck my dick. The following movie contains material that may not be suitable for all viewers. Your discretion is advised. I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian ruins, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Podcasta de Shit. Roughly translated, Podcast Zero. The host is bound in human flesh and drenched in human blood. He deals with demons and demon resurrection, and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few smells warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant, but are never truly dead. They may be recalled to active life through the incantations presented from this host. It is through the recitation of these passages that the demons are given license to possess the living. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Excretion, otherwise known as the Next Level Network production of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. (laughs) And this is the 25th episode of the podcast. What do they call that? Like a uh, quarter century kind of mark? Something like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Whatever. Happy Labor Day, everyone. If you give a shit. Most of you would be like fucking drunk out of your mind. So whatever. I wish I was too. But it's like early morning Saturday. It's a little too early. To, it's never too early to be drinking. What am I talking about? But some really uh, some cool news to just throw out there for those of you who are horror fans in Canada and have not seen it yet. Finally, Dread Central presents Terrifier is on Netflix, and it is in Canada. It's not one of those U.S. only deals. Oh no, Canada got it, Australia got it, South Wales got it. I believe the U.K. got it. Like it's kind of cool. It's all around now. Art the Clown is invading your streaming service. 
So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, you might remember way back, episode 9, I reviewed it. Yep. I bought the Blu-ray, like, a long time ago. Um, I loved Art the Clown from, like, All Hallows' Eve, so... When I knew the Terrifier movie was being released, I wasn't waiting. And, I mean, I've been checking, like, Google Play and stuff like that, like, Google Movies and whatnot. Here in Canada, even iTunes, still don't have Terrifier. I guess they were just waiting for the Netflix... The Netflix... (laughs) Yeah, Netflix. Um, no, Netflix uh, release. So, anyways, it's there. I checked it this morning. So, Canada, U.S., Australia, everybody taking your Art the Clown and love him dearly. Or not, whatever. He's a vicious little fucker, but whatever. Kudos to David Howard Thornton for, like, totally owning that role, that role though. Does a great job. Moving on. Another movie. Um, got a DVD release, anyways. Uh, summer of 84 it's created by the care uh, characters the creators of uh, turbo kid including the music is done by the same artist Lomatos. uh yeah so it's got its turbo kid feel obviously um just because uh but it's a good it's a good flick i find that it's being um keeps being compared to stranger things and i kind of think that's taking away from it it's a different kind of beast yes it takes place in 1984 yes there's you know a few little easter eggs to let you know that it's the 80s but i mean the whole idea of kids riding bikes and you know you got your four kids trying to crack a mystery okay that's about as close as it gets to stranger things and that's where it stops because you got to keep in mind stranger things was very supernatural it was very uh you know demogorgons and D and pop culture references out the fucking ass um, <laughs> where Summer of 84 doesn't like it doesn't pound you with the references and it's about like it, it kind of almost has like a Fright Night feel to it except that Fright Night was a vampire living next door and this the kid thinks he has a serial killer living next door so it's kind of actually more similar to Fright Night than it is Stranger Things but um, it's really good though really good film um, highly recommend it I got it on DVD at a Walmart of all fucking places like 14.88 Canadian, so that's like three bucks, you know, US, because Canadian money means nothing. No, I'm kidding. I always find that interesting, like how like so many people like you know the whole US to Canada conversion thing, and people always think Canadian money isn't worth anything. It's worth something, just not as much. But whatever, fuck it. Moving on. Dread Central presents yet again another Dread Central uh, thing I wanted to talk about. So. EW.com apparently got exclusive rights to the trailer. Fuck that. I think now everybody's posted it. But uh, there's a new movie coming out called Extremity. And it's being presented by Dread Central. Trailer is online now. I even posted it on the Facebook page as well. So you can find it on uh, uh, Facebook.com slash What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. And it's a pretty cool looking trailer. I think... I don't know. The movie looks like it's going to be like kind of batshit crazy. Something similar to, uh, for those of you who have seen the movie Cradle of Fear, um, Cradle of Filth, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, there's the segment on um, Cradle of Fear uh, about the sick room where the guy like, you know, like you can go online and control people's deaths and stuff like that. Okay, I don't think Extremity is going to go that far, but it's kind of like in the same vein of you go through like these like... Um, I don't know. I guess they call them like extreme haunts or whatever. Uh, I'm not in the know. So, yeah. 
exposing my dumbness again. But no, um, it's uh, it follows the character Allison, and anyway, she goes to these uh, this like haunt, like extreme haunt thing or whatever. And it's supposed to be that people go there if they want to um, exercise their own inner demons and whatnot. I don't know. It looks pretty fucking cool. Um, it stars uh, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Everybody knows Felissa Rose. Um, she's great, actually. Uh, the uh, For those of you who haven't seen it yet, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, uh, that's on Shudder uh, in Canada. We only have half of it, but whatever. We, half is better than none, right? Um, but during the Sleepaway Camp segment, uh, she was actually on there with Joe Bob Briggs. It was pretty fucking cool. Uh, but she's in uh, Extremity. Uh, Ricky Dean Logan from Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare is in there. Uh, Chad Rook, who uh, is more familiar. Uh, people would probably be more familiar with him from TV than movies. He's been on like a lot of the CW shows, Supernatural, The Flash, iZombie, whatnot. Uh, but he also was in War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, he's in this. Uh, I don't know. It looks pretty fucking cool. Like I say, go check out the trailer. Uh, it gets a limited uh, September theatrical uh, run. So basically, it should be starting anytime soon in the theaters. Very limited. And then October 2nd, worldwide release on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. So there's that. Uh, Lurker's recommendation this week. This is kind of a different one for me. Um, it's I'm recommending kind of like a podcast uh, website kind of thing here but not within the next level network. So apologies to the next level network, but well, no, you guys know, like I, I'm very open with the whole, um, you know, sharing the horror community. You know, um, I've talked about, Oh geez. Uh, nightmare on film street. Say you love Satan. Say you love Satan. 80s podcast, um, 80s horror podcast. The, obviously like you guys know, like I talk with those guys sometimes on Instagram and whatnot. And, I've they've done two episodes that I've uh, Patreon sponsored and whatnot. So, you know, I, I love those guys. It basically are the inspiration why I do what I do now. Um, aside from many other podcasts as well. But there's also like the Who Goes There podcast, Hello Weekly, um, and this week's Lurker's Recommendation. Um, so I recently found out about a podcast. Uh, they're fellow Canadians. Uh, it's two ladies, uh, Jess and Kelly. Uh, they have a podcast called I Spit on Your Grave. And they are known themselves as the Spinsters of Horror. So they have their own website, spinstersofhorror.com. Uh, you can find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash spinstersofhorror, I believe it is. I don't think it's the Spinsters of Horror. I think it's just Spinsters of Horror. Uh, they are also on Instagram, Spinsters of Horror as well. Uh, check them out. They're, they're just starting. Uh, their second episode for their podcast just went online yesterday. Uh, they talk about um, Scream and the Blair Witch Project, which was interesting me listening to that because uh, I've mentioned it before. I'm not the biggest fan of found footage films. Um, more so for the fact that I just... Hey, I know this is very contradictory what I'm about to say, but I don't find them believable. I, I, I think I go into them knowing it's actors, so I don't give a shit. And that's just me. I mean, everybody, each to their own. I know the found footage uh, thing is really huge with a lot of fans. But, I mean, it's kind of funny I say I don't find it believable. But, yeah, you know, I'm watching Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolarama yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not believable either. <laughs> um, but are any of these movies, honestly, um, 
Of course, I don't know. People get freaked out by like possession films and whatnot. I guess it's just because of who I am, why I don't, but whatever. Um, but yes, check out Spinsters of Horror. Check out I Spit on Your Grain podcast. Uh, I Spit on Your Grave, not Grain. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking really fucked up today. Anyways, like every other fucking episode, 24 of them before, and I'm sure I've said things wrong before. Um, I love it when sometimes I'll say things wrong on the podcast. But actually, I said them right, but I think I said them wrong, or vice versa. I said them wrong and think I said it right. Oh, yeah. Anyways, psh, moving on. No, uh, but check them out, seriously. Um, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud as well. Um, I don't think they're on iTunes and Google yet. I haven't checked that out, but that's something that if I find out, I will pass on. <sighs> Anyways, it's Labor Day weekend, so I'm not going to be talking like super in-depth for this intro i pretty i pretty much said what i want to say so um but yeah I, actually it's kind of funny like labor day uh labor day okay so labor day for the united states yes you guys spell things without a u the rest of the world labor day is spelled with a u um i always find that kind of interesting and here's my stupid little rant that you know really means nothing but i'm gonna say it anyways why do they and i say this with all the love of my heart you guys know i do this to entertain you i'm not fucking serious <laughs> i don't take anything serious um but why is it americans like refuse to use the letter u in so many words like words like favorite neighbor uh labor um color like i don't understand that like the re- the, the whole fucking rest of the world spells with a u and i love it like when i go on facebook which is an american based site obviously and you'll spell like favorite with a u and it tells you it's a typo it's not a fucking typo kiss my ass fuck you like (laughs) but it just it's funny i'm like i don't get it like i i went through all of grade school high school every kind of school school of hard knocks school of masturbation no i'm just kidding about that part um pretty much knew what i was doing the first time i did it ha no i'm sorry you didn't want to know that but anyways no, uh, the whole, like, thing, like, with a U, like, when we were in school and whatnot, like, we learned to spell, like, favorite with a U, labor with a U, color with a U, and then, like, especially because, like, the internet is so, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not kicking anyone for this, but it's very American-based on the internet, so many times, like, spell check will tell you you spelt it wrong, it's like, fuck you, no, I didn't, fuck you, no, I didn't, like... <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so thank you, America, for always being a spoiled little brat. No, I'm kidding. I, You guys know I love you. Fuck that. Yeah, like, come on. Like, like I said earlier, like, one of the inspirations for my podcast was Say You Love Satan. They're out of Pennsylvania, for God's sakes. Like, I fucking love them guys. And girls. It's a nice little mixture. Um, fuck. All right. Anyways, I've talked quite a bit, haven't I? Um, about 13 minutes into this so far, including intros. Ah, yeah, so Evil Dead, um, obviously, okay, so here's the the thing, like, you guys know I always do, like, the trailer drops and whatnot. Doing a trailer for this was kind of hard because there's a lot of not talking. Um, If you've seen the movie, you know, like, I mean, there's dialogue in the movie and whatnot, but especially near as as the movie progresses and more people are dying there's less talking it's more just ash throwing himself around um or getting thrown around and you know him doing his own stunts but uh anyways so finding a trailer with like a lot of dialogue was kind of difficult so i've got a tv spot um that i'm gonna you know use as my 
Breaking point. That's what I'm, I should start calling the trailers breaking points because it's basically what they do on these on this podcast. But, anyways, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna. Uh, I'm we. Uh, me and all my multiple personalities, which they've kind of been hiding this episode so far. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll do the TV spot, and then when we come back, uh, I'm gonna talk Evil Dead. I'm gonna talk uh, making of documentaries, the legacy that. Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi created uh, the remake and how it compares. I'm going to do that. And the funny thing is I'm going to try to do all this like in like 20 to 25 minutes. This is going to be interesting. But um, yeah, so TV spot and then we're back. Don't run too far. Stephen King, author of Carrie, said, Evil Dead is the most ferociously original horror film of the year. If you think he's kidding, see for yourself. Evil Dead. They got up on the wrong side of the grave. Evil Dead from New Line Cinema. Now playing at these theaters. Check your newspaper for times. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> just fucking around with my equipment. Um, hold on. Cue music. And welcome back to what lurks behind podcast zero. It's episode 25. Yeah, you guys already know all that. Uh, Evil Dead. I'm kind of excited to talk about this movie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, what you guys don't know is I've had nothing but technical issues trying to record this. But fuck it. Nothing is going to stop me from talking about Evil Dead. Evil Dead is... It's a movie that... Uh, fuck. When did I... I'm trying to remember. I think I saw this... First time I think I saw it, I was like... Shit. 13 or 14. I know it was a bit after I got into horror films that I... Uh, got into evil dead which it was uh back in the day one of my neighbors um his daughter was really big into horror films and they kind of mentioned evil dead to me and i i hadn't seen it up to that point i was like eh, all right whatever and um i finally gave it a chance they i believe they lent it to me actually and uh i on vhs Woo-hoo! um <laughs> But I remember seeing it for the first time and just being like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, yeah, that rape scene. We'll get into that in a bit. But um, yeah, like Evil Dead is is one of those films, like since the first time I saw it, I, I, I was totally pulled in, you know, and it's one of those things that... Ha- I've I've never let go of like it, it it's become a, a part of my life now like soundtracks and movies and I mean like I still have all three VHS tapes of like in the clamshells of the clamshell uh, collectors editions I still have those I have all the movies on Blu-ray DVD um, I have T-shirts ironically I don't have a a poster of it yet I'll have to change that but. Yeah, Evil Dead is, it's definitely in my top 20 of all-time films. Uh, I, I, I love so much about Evil Dead. I was so bummed when Ash vs. Evil Dead was cancelled. I really would have liked to have seen that um, 
continue on. I, I mentioned it in the podcast before, my whole feelings towards Lionsgate and Stars and the fact that, you know, Ash, or, well, Bruce Campbell has retired from playing Ash. It, it bothers me, but you know what? I can understand. He's, he's been doing the role for 40 years. It, it's time for him to move on, and I get that. And actually, I have a little bit about his retirement uh, further on in my notes. But um, yeah, th- this is an episode I've been I've been looking forward to doing for a while. Uh, I was actually going to do this a few months back, but things came up and other episodes have kind of popped up and listener requests and stuff like that. So it's happening now. And so we'll get the, the, the quick details out of the way and then I'll just, you know, talk evil dead and its legacy and the whole nine yards i never to this day i still don't know where that phrase comes from but whatever so evil dead uh, its original premiere was october 15th 1981 in detroit michigan uh, right across the border yeah windsor represent no (laughs) there's nothing about windsor in this movie um but uh, yeah, it was directed by Sam Raimi, written by Sam Raimi, uh, produced by Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Rob Tappert, and Gary Holt. And it is actually based from the, um, it's based on the 1978 short film uh, called Within the Woods, which to this date, I still haven't uh, seen it yet. And you know what? It's probably on YouTube. It's probably something if I looked it up, I, I, I'd find it, but I just always seems to slip my mind to go and look it up. I may even do that after I record this episode. But um, the starring cast, there's five stars, if you want to call them stars. But five stars, and uh, I'll do it this way. I'll save best for last. So first off, Ellen Sandweiss, who also is in uh, Within the Woods. So this was her second time working with Sam and Bruce. Uh, she plays Cheryl, Cheryl Williams, Ash's sister. Um, poor girl. <laughs> There's an interesting story uh, I'll be talking about in a few minutes about her. Um, uh, the rest of the cast, Hal Delrick as Scott, Betsy Baker as Linda, and Sarah York as Shelley. Although Sarah York's real name is Teresa Tilly. Uh, interesting about that was when they were filming... Uh, the Evil Dead movie. She had her SAG card, her Screen Actors Guild card, for about six six months prior to record uh, recording filming the movie, and she thought, "Oh, you know what? No one's going to watch this fucking movie." So she kind of changed her name to Sarah York. And after the movie came out, well, obviously, you know, um, well, I mean, why the the wide premiere was two and a half years later, April 15th, 1983. But after the movie came out, she uh, she was kind of found out that she had kind of changed her name and whatnot. She was suspended from the Screen Actors Guild for six months. So it kind of sucks, you know? I mean, you, you make this movie, it's totally iconic. It also cost you six months of being in the, uh, the union, so... Oh, well, it is what it is. Uh, Ted Raimi also uh, has a small role, and Ivan Raimi, actually. They're both uh, fake shemps. Um, I'll explain that in a second. Uh, but then, of course, your top billing, Bruce Campbell as Ashley J. Williams. Um, I don't know 
ah, fuck, you know what? I didn't pay attention this time when I watched it. If he actually does call himself Ashley J. Williams in this or not, uh, I think that was later. I think he was just known as Ash in this one. But uh, what can we say about Bruce Campbell? I mean, he's been in Xena. He's been in Hercules. The three Spider-Man films that Sam Raimi did, he had cameos in all of those. Everything Evil Dead related, including Ash versus Evil Dead, video games, uh, the sequels, uh, the reboot, reboot. He, he is in there. Uh, for those of you who stayed around for after the credits, of course, nowadays, I think everybody knows that there was that scene after the credits. It's been highly documented all over the internet and whatnot. So, but yeah, Bruce Campbell, um, this is pretty much the movie that started it all for him. And since then he's become an absolute icon uh, within, well, especially the horror genre, but just in fandom, you know, uh, I, what was it? 2014 when I met, uh, Robert Englund at fan expo, Bruce Campbell was there too. And I missed out on meeting him. I was really bummed about that. So I would have loved to have met him, but things happen. You know what I mean? It is what it is. As much as I, it, you know, for the longest time I hated that saying, but now I, I, I catch myself saying it all the time, so it is what it is. See, I just said it. Uh, the music, you kind of heard uh, a, a clip of music there. That's actually from the Evil Dead 2 soundtrack. That's not from Evil Dead, because I don't own that soundtrack yet. Shame on me, but I do have Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness uh, soundtrack score, so... I thought, you know what, just to set the mood, I'll I'll grab a bit of the music. But the music was um, uh, from Evil Dead 2. Uh, but the music was done by Joe LaDuca, which is funny because every time I talk to people, I always call him Joseph Doluca. Like I mix the L and the T. I always say it backwards. Uh, but it's uh, Joseph LaDuca who did the music. And... Uh, uh, producers are, I think I already mentioned. So, uh, the budget for the film was, uh, 350,000 and it grossed 2.4 mil. So awesome job guys. The synopsis for the film. Do I, do I need to tell you guys the synopsis? Yeah, I'm going to do it anyways, but I think pretty much everybody knows the synopsis for this film. Uh, this one's a little bit more wordier, the one that I wrote down, but five college students take time to spend a peaceful vacation in a remote cabin. A book and audio tape is discovered and its evil is found to be powerful once the incantations are read out loud. In other words, they pressed play, dumbasses. The friends find themselves helpless to stop the evil as it takes them one by one. One by one, we're gonna get you. With only one survivor left, with the evil dead, and he's desperately trying to fight to live until the morning. And that's pretty much the synopsis. So yeah, five kids go to a cabin. An incantation is said out loud, and all hell breaks loose. That's pretty much the synopsis. Uh, it's I, I love this movie for its simplicity. Um, don't get me wrong. I love movies that make you think, but... After some, I, I'll tell you this. There are some nights when, like, I come home from work, my brain feels like fucking mush. I don't want to think. I don't want to do anything. I want to sit in front of a TV and watch people get killed. So this is a great movie for that. Um, and I mean, 
I don't know. And it's, I don't know. Ah, whatever. Uh, it just, it's, it's one of those movies that it's just, it's easy to watch because it's just stupid fun. Uh, and that's pretty much it too. Like the, when you honestly think about the movie, it's stupid fun. You know, I know. Okay. Keep in mind like this, this is probably the most scariest that evil dead gets. And I know growing up, like when I was younger and I watched it and whatnot, I never found it scary per se. But then again, if you ask most horror fans what they find scary, they'll tell you real life (laughs) because movies like that's why we watch them. We enjoy them. We love the thrill. We love the fun. We love the, the special effects and whatnot. CGI has kind of, I don't want to say ruined special effects for us because there's some damn good CGI out there. But I know growing up as a kid, like some of those practical effects are what stuck with me because they looked so real or so corny, uh, depending on the movie. But I mean, uh, this movie is loaded with great practical effects uh, and the camera shots, you know, the whole, the, the, the point of view of seeing it from, you know, from the evil or the evil dead or whatever, whatever it's actually considered. I mean, like back in 1981, it was considered just like the evil that was haunting them, you know, uh, spirits that are raised from the dead, so to speak. And, uh, I mean, the cast themselves, they went through hell to, re- to, to film this movie, uh, keep in mind, filmed in Michigan, uh, winter time. It was winter or late fall, I believe. Uh, in the cold, in a cabin with no heat, uh, and you know they did their own stunts, most of them, especially Bruce Campbell. He did all his stunts. So you see him, you know, you see Ash get thrown into a bookcase. Uh, that was him throwing himself into a bookcase. Uh, I think there's actually even video footage of like the one time where like he like kind of throws his own body into uh, a bookcase and the camera kept rolling after the scene was done and you kind of hear him go, ow, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, and the women, oh my God, the women, I have so much respect for the women because they went through hell filming this. Uh, the, uh, the woman who played uh, Cheryl, uh, oh, fuck, I just said her goddamn name, Ellen Sandwise. Um, she, she had, had it rough. I mean, she, the scene where she's out in the woods in the middle of the night, she's wearing just like, you know, like a nighty shirt or a shirt or whatever and underwear. And it was like, I remember in the documentary I watched, she said it was something like 30 degrees Fahrenheit. That's fucking cold. (laughs) That's, that's, you know, that's winter coat weather. And she's out in the woods. She's running through the woods. She's bare legged, bare feet. You know, her legs are getting all cut up from the branches and whatnot. And she sold that scene so well. Like, I mean, yeah, there's some overacting in this movie, but that's kind of what we want. Um, and yeah, like just just the idea of like like when she was describing it in that documentary about like how the branches were tearing at her legs and she had cuts all down her legs. And for me personally, I'm thinking, damn, kudos to you, lady. Like you that that's for a movie there's people these days that you know <laughs> they've got all stipulations about what they'll do in a movie and what they won't do i mean who is it uh tom cruise will do his own stunts and some of the fucking stunts he does in those mission impossible movies it's like dude you're fucking crazy but just the whole idea of what what the women went through in this film and bruce campbell obviously 
it, kudos to them, you know, because this movie is iconic, it's classic, and it's nice to see that even for a low budget film, even though, you know, one of the actresses changed her name and it cost her six months in, you know, this SAG union, whatever, um, there was passion. And that's something that, and I've said this many times on this podcast the independent horror is where the passion is. These young, up-and-coming directors and actors and actresses, there's passion. Not always. There are some duds out there, obviously, but this is one film I can see why it stood the test of time because the passion was there. Uh, And to think that at one point, this film was once part of the video nasties list, you know, from the UK and whatnot, which, okay, so preparing for this episode this week, uh, I went back and rewatched the evil dead kind of watching it from a different standpoint this time it went i mean i still enjoy the fucking movie i enjoy it no matter what but watching it this time i was trying to be a little bit critical you know so i could bring something to the podcast and i guess i kind of now understood in a way why it was part of the video nasties because especially the whole rape scene that's something that when you think about it is pretty fucking brutal i mean today we have you know, a lot of like the torture porn horror that's out there. Movies like fucking Human Centipede and Martyrs and, you know, um, well, obviously a Serbian film. You know, there's a lot of movies that today we watch them and it's like, it's just pure gore or like trying to gross us out. And this one is different because there's a story to this. And well, I mean, there's a story to those films as well, but this was trying to terrify us. And again, up and coming actors and actresses and directors all putting a lot of passion into it and whatnot. And that rape scene, it sticks with you. Like I remember seeing it for the first time myself going, did I just see what I think I saw? Like did that branch just like fucking penetrate her? Like, and of course it's interesting, like hearing like her story on it when she went to the uh, theatrical premiere her parents are sitting next to her and I guess the branch that actually, you know, has the intercourse with her was put in in post-production. So she didn't know that was coming and all of a sudden it happens and she's like, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Like, fuck, this is just a little too uncomfortable, um, which, yeah, it, it should make you feel uncomfortable. That's kind of the point of horror films, you know. To, to put you uh, put the audience into a place where we feel that discomfort we feel that that anxiety and whatnot granted for her it was a little bit different because mommy and daddy were sitting right next to her uh but yeah especially the fact that the, I, this movie gets so much respect from me just because of what everyone went through to make that movie work and I mean there's some not so great special effects too like especially well okay i shouldn't say it's not so great but the whole stop motion scene with the the melting decaying body at the end of the film and whatnot and yeah in in today today's standards they would do that in cgi in today's standards it would it wouldn't have that look but i kind of loved that look about it i loved the the stop motion look i loved the it feels very old, very vintage, and I kind of like that. Um, I can understand why, like, like Stephen King himself calls this one of his all-time favorite films, and Eli Roth uh, 
you know, he he's quoted as saying this was kind of his inspiration to make movies. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't like everything that Eli Roth does, but he's pretty good at his special effects. I'll give him that. Sometimes he goes a little overboard with the gore, but he's he's. I'll give him credit. He's creative. And you know what I mean? That's something I'll never take away from that director. And as a matter of fact, uh, speaking of Eli Roth, uh, so me and my friend Jacob, you've heard me mention him before on the podcast. He's another uh, huge horror horror nerd, whatever. Me and him always have this like ongoing joke about we'll recommend movies to each other. And then it takes us like months to actually follow up on that recommendation. And just this morning, he was... Uh, he was talking about um, Terrifier because it's on Netflix. And he's like, oh, I'm finally going to watch it. I'm like, dude, I recommended that one to you back in February. <laughs> but um, but speaking of the whole Eli Roth thing, he recommended Clown to me, which is Eli Roth produced, not directed. That's a pretty good fucking movie. I was impressed. And I mean, there's some gore, but it wasn't over the top, which I, I, I was impressed because now bringing it back to Evil Dead, Eli Roth, oh, he even in the documentary I watched, he's interviewed in it, and you know he's always said how he's tried to make movies, you know, to the level of Evil Dead, and sometimes I think he he misses the mark, and then other times I think he nails it. Um, Cabin Fever, the original Cabin Fever that he did, I loved. I actually do love that movie. Um, but I mean, getting back to Evil Dead, though, Evil Dead. The thing about this film, this film was actually inspired from the 78 short film Within the Woods and since then has like grown into a franchise, an enterprise. You know, it has a legacy that is going to live forever in my eyes. Um, it, since it's come out, it's spawned, what, two sequels, a reboot, a TV series, not not to mention there's video games and even a musical. I mean, Evil Dead the musical has, you know, toured the world and whatnot. And I haven't seen it myself personally, but from what I've been hearing, I guess like the first like so many rows, like they actually give the audience raincoats because the blood splatter from the screen, the the screen, the stage and whatnot. That's awesome. Like and and that's living to the whole spirit of Evil Dead. I think that's awesome and. I mean, all because, you know, a few a few kids decided to try and make a movie in, you know, northern Michigan. And it's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm sad that Ash vs. Evil Dead is done. You know, I, I was totally enjoying that, that whole TV series. I watched all three seasons, watched them as they, you know, they were unfolding. I, I didn't do the whole wait till it's done and blitz it thing. No, fuck that. <laughs> I was watching it as it was happening and absolutely loved it. I do like that uh, Bruce Campbell has specifically said Evil Dead could live on through the character of Mia. And there's a part of me that's actually kind of interested in that. Uh, the, the, the 2013 uh, reboot. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but I, I, just a few things to focus on. I think it's great that it's stuck with practical effects for the most part. I think there's a touch of CGI in there, but for the most part, that it's full-on practical effects. There's some pretty fucked up shit that happens in that movie, and I love it for it. Yeah, there's plot holes. There's plot holes in every fucking Evil Dead property that has ever come out. I mean, it happens. 
that said, the Evil Dead films are the kind of films that even though there's plot holes, it's like I find that the majority of fans will just look past it. They're like, ah, okay, you know what? There's some plot holes. There's there's some things that don't make sense. Like in the reboot, you know, the whole idea of the, all these dead cats that are, you know, in the basement or whatnot. And you're in a, a, a cabin made of wood. You can clearly see there's cracks in the floor. Like, and the drug addict is the only one that noticed the smell of the dead cats. Baffling. You know, like, I, I remember watching it for the first time going, did anyone pay attention to this? But you know what? I didn't really care. At the end, at the end of the film, especially having the Bruce Campbell uh, cameo, you know, the whole groovy, that, that made my fucking millennium right there. I was like, okay, you know what? It, this movie's okay because we still had Bruce Campbell, even though it's in like five seconds after all the credits roll, he's still in it. He was still, a, his spirit was alive in it. Sam Raimi's spirit was alive in it. There's a lot of the whole point of view shots used in, um, in the reboot. So yeah, the reboot, is it as fun or as good as the original? No, uh, but that's not to say it's not a good movie. Uh, Evil Dead put the bar up really fucking high. Like it's it's super high. You, it's gonna be even if they ever decide to actually remake the original. God, don't do it while I'm alive. But um, they ever decide to remake it, they ever decide they want to, you know, try to uh, recreate the character of Ash or whatever. Uh, like I said, do it when I'm dead because <laughs> I don't want to see it. But it's going to be a tall order for anybody to pull off. And you better be really fucking good at your craft if you're going to attempt that. Uh, because this Evil Dead is fucking amazing. I mean, I, IMDb gives it a, a 7.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, you know how much I love Rotten Tomatoes. They have it at 95% fresh. This is a 1981 film. Low budget horror at 95% fresh still to this day. That's fucking awesome. My rating, you want to know what I think of it? 10 out of motherfucking 10. That's it. 10 out of 10. I I was going to joke and say 11 out of 10, but no. Uh, It's a 10 out of 10. And I, like I said, there's imperfections with it. I don't give a shit. The movie is fucking fun. It is awesome. Every time I watch it, it, okay, like, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast. There's the odd time when I'll come home, start a movie in the morning, and I fall asleep halfway through it. Never with Evil Dead have I ever fallen asleep watching it. Never. It has never happened. This is one of the few movies that I have ever watched where I start it, I finish it. And it's, uh, it just, it makes me so happy. it's evil dead and it's a 10 out of 10. And that honestly is the end of my review. I, because you know what, if you have not seen the evil dead, if you have not seen it yet for whatever reason, and maybe you're not old enough, you know, maybe, maybe you're a younger generation that it just was something that never crossed your, you know, your radar or whatever. Watch it. Give it a chance. I, I, I implore everyone that if you have not seen it for whatever reason, do it 
and do it soon <laughs> because it's an awesome film. And for those of us who have seen it and have watched it over and over and over, you know what I'm talking about. This is a movie that it sticks with you. You love it. You 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 hit stop and okay, back in the day of VHS, you rewound it, you watched it again. I know I did several times. My VHS copy I've I'm I have three uh I have Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, and the Clamshell VHS tapes. Those weren't my first versions. <laughs> All three of those movies have had to be replaced because I've watched them so many times. That's what Evil Dead is to me. It is something that's very dear to my heart. I was absolutely looking forward to recording this episode, and I finally have. Yay, me! Woo! Party on! Okay, I sound like an idiot, but whatever. Thank you for listening, though. You guys are awesome. I absolutely love my fan base. There's not many of you, but for those of you who are there, I fucking love you. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And that's that. And I'm basically just going to end this off by, you know, telling you where you can find the podcast, the social media links and whatnot. I am going to reveal the next episode. So hold on for that. And then we're going to get out of here. I've got a special song lined up for this week. As a matter of fact, the song is called Evil Dead. Um, It's from the band Death. For those of you who are familiar with your death metal bands. Yep, that's the song I picked this week. But where to find the podcast? Well, first off, iTunes or Google. That's the easiest way. If you want to find the podcast and you want to find it fast... You want to find it on your phone, your little smartphone. You know how much I love smartphones. But anyways, you want to find the podcast, iTunes and Google, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. Check it out. You know, give me a listen. See what you think. Uh, Which sounds kind of stupid me saying that because you're listening right now. So, (laughs) hey, thank you for listening. Um, But you can also find it at nextlevelradioonline.com slash podcast zero. Uh, the social media links. So, Facebook? I hate Facebook, but I'm on there, and a lot of good response. You know, just, uh, might have even been about a month ago. I was at, what, 54 likes on the, the podcast page on Facebook. I'm 12 likes away from 100 now, and this is very humbling to me because it's, People are following the podcast now, and it's not my quote-unquote friends list that's liking me. It's, it's people that, I, I don't know how you found the podcast, but I love you for finding it. Thank you so much for following me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero. On Instagram. Instagram, I'm going to actually give you guys uh, my personal account as well. I have two accounts on Instagram. I have a personal account, and I have the podcast account podcast account very easy to find instagram what works behind podcast zero doesn't get much easier than that but my personal account and so when you're looking me up it's the account is snowblood in arkham or snowblood.in.arkham and i'm going to kind of explain that because i get a lot of people always asking me what the fuck where'd that come from so snowblood was um something that I did in my early 20s 
early, well, early to mid twenties. Uh, might have even gone a little bit into my thirties. I used to do a lot of like creative writing and shit. Um, what emo kid didn't? But <laughs> no, uh, I used to do like a lot of like just weird writings and just blurbs and stuff like that. And I even had like a, a blog on you know the internet, which I'm not directing you to. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Go find the episode and find it. Uh, but Anyways, Snowblood was um, a series of writings or poems, I guess you'd call them, whatever, that they all linked together. It was something that was kind of personal that I was dealing with, and it all kind of flowed together. To read them and not know the knowledge of what they were about, you'd sit there and go, well, how's this linked? But there was... There was personal reasons to them. Anyways, that's where Snowblood came from. And Arkham was kind of a, a double-sided edge in the fact that Arkham is something that's from H.P. Lovecraft, but at the same time, it's also a Batman thing. And Batman is my favorite comic book character uh, ever since I was like three years old. For those of you who know the story, I got you know issue number 303 when I was three years old, and... The book scared the shit out of me because of the image of the Dodo Man. I know, of all fucking villain names, the Dodo Man. But anyways, he looked fucking creepy. He was kind of uh, kind of looked like Preacher Kane from uh, Poltergeist 2. But he was dressed all in, like, gray spandex and shit. It was... The way they drew it, it was very creepy looking. Anyways, that always stuck with me. And from that point on, I was hooked on Batman and... Arkham is part of Batman, but it's also part of the whole H.P. Lovecraft lore. So, I because it, my my personal account is pretty much you know all horror comic books, and it's a bit of me as well. I tried to figure out a name that would encompass all of that, and that's where Snowblood and Arkham came from. Which I know you're thinking you overthought that way too fucking much. Yes, I did. I do that sometimes. Um, but yeah, so if you want, and I add anybody, I, I'm not picky. If you're a horror, if you're a horror fan, let's be friends. Uh, so my personal account is Instagram. Uh, it's Snowblood in Arkham. If you uh, want to add me there, if not, if you want to just follow the the, the podcast, Instagram, uh, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. Uh, there's a Twitter account, uh, which is WLB Podcast underscore Zero, and then there's Letterboxed. Uh, WLB underscore podcast zero. And of course, I can't go without mentioning the website, what lurks behind podcast zero.com, which this week I am hoping to put up my first actual blog, uh, uh, like a written piece. I know late, uh, since its inception, it's pretty much been, you know, links to all the episodes of the podcast. I am actually currently uh, working on a piece that will be a full written essay kind of thing. So that should be going up hopefully this week. And as for the podcast, the next episode. Well, for those of you who follow the Instagram or Facebook page, you probably already know this. But for those of you who don't, and you don't have to, uh, next episode, episode 26, will be H.P. Lovecraft's Dagon from 2001. Spanish film um, I'll talk more about it uh, in the next episode obviously but as much as it's called Dagon it it really doesn't follow the full story of Dagon so it's going to be interesting to talk about that next week uh, 
that said, thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to let the band Death growl in your ears for a few minutes while they sing a song called Evil Dead. And then you can all go back to your happy little lives. Oh, and um, also, don't forget, check out spinstersofhorror.com and check out their podcast, I Spit on Your Podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where the girls take this uh, podcast because the first two episodes have been pretty interesting. So uh, that's the Lurker's Recommendation of the Week. Don't forget it. Now I'm going to shut up. I'm going to play some music. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you sometime soon. (laughs) 